welcome to a new episode of Season of Single. This is my second grab a coffee and chat episode. My last one involved three other people, although I'm guessing mostly most people only heard two of us, myself and the other female in the room. <laughs> um, as procedure, I'm not going to give you the name of my friend here, um, but I've invited another friend who is also single in her 30s, grew up in the church, and I'd say we live pretty similar lifestyles. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. I think so. And we're, we're pretty similar personality types. So basically, I just want to pick your brain about being single. Okay. You can share as much or as little as you would like. Okay. As you know, I will fill the empty space with talking. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's my habit. Um, but why don't you tell us first, you grew up in CRC, right? Uh, yeah, I grew up in a CRC. We're a Dutch family. Yeah. Um, we came from Ontario, but we moved when I was three, so I don't really remember it. So my siblings have a much different experience because they're a lot older than I am. Um, and I don't really remember being in the CRC church, but I think a lot of the same philosophies about marriage and like singleness or whatever comes from just my parents being a part of the CRC for so long. Okay. Yeah. And my both sets of grandparents immigrated from uh Holland. My dad was actually born in Holland, so like like we're quite Dutch. Yes. <laughs> we're yes. quite Dutch family. So like everything yeah, all the philosophy around marriage comes from Holland. Okay. I guess. The CRC in Holland. Yeah. Yeah. And how old were your parents when they got married? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I'd probably say... Ballpark figure. Ballpark figure. <laughs> my dad's like five years older than my mom. Oh, okay. And so probably like 21 and 26, I'm going to say. Oh, okay. About okay. that. So a bit young. Like... Yeah. Well... I guess. I mean, My I mean, mom was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they 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 met in like college and career. Okay. I guess. Or they call it young adults. Yes. Yeah. At yeah. the church. Okay. Yeah. Because would you say your parents, because again, you're eight years between you and your next sibling? Uh, six and six, a half. Six yeah. and a half. Would you say that because they all got married when you were quite young, Mm-hmm. And you were kind of the only kid in the house. Mm -hmm. Did your parents or your environment ever, I don't want to say pressure, but did you feel that pressure to get married, even though your siblings were out of the house? Um, you know, I think that there was always kind of like an expectation that that mm. would just happen. And every once in a while, my my dad mostly will say a little comment here and there about getting married or like I think ultimately he wants me to like have someone mm. before like they die kind of thing yeah yeah right like they they kind of want to make sure that I am not just like by myself kind right of thing. and so I think that I think that it's there and but they don't say anything okay like they're not gonna like fully talk about that we don't really have conversations about that yeah um but I know that if I were to bring somebody 
home yeah that they would be very welcoming yeah and like yeah it's it's more my siblings who I would <laughs> be more worried about with like introducing um him to them but yeah yeah I think that that I think there was always a thought that that would happen but now that I'm like I guess well, one of my sisters was 27 when she got married. That was, she was kind of the oldest okay. of the four. Yeah. And then I surpassed that and I was like, shoot. <laughs> yeah. I never expected that to happen. Yeah. And I don't know if like that was a, an expectation from my parents or any, right. like, or my siblings, but it just happened and it's not really brought up. Yeah. Did you have... Uh, rules, dating rules when you were younger? Like, did you have an age? Um, it kind of, but... Because, <laughs> again, I don't but know, I... being the baby of the family, yeah. I'm not the baby of my family either, so... Yeah, I think, like, high school was when I was okay. allowed to, but we never really, again, talked about it because I was just such a shy kid. Right, And yeah. I don't think that I would have... I don't think my parents ever worried about me right. breaking any rules that, like, weren't even spoken. Like, they yeah. were just unspoken rules, and I think I just, like, yeah, I there was no way I was going to, like, break the unspoken rules. They were like, we're safe with yeah, this one. The, Yeah, no I don't problem. think they had a, a worry about me in this case at all. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so have you dated much? Um, so... You, you've gone been on, on coffee few dates. Hangouts. Yeah, I've like, uh, yeah, like my sister tried to set me up with this one guy. I think we hung out like three times, and then it just like we just weren't feeling it. Like yeah. it was just not meant to be. And then uh, this guy from work was like, "Hey, my, uh, like my, <laughs> my wife's cousin." It's like your age, like, um, and I was like, you know what? Sure. Like, I'll just, I'll meet him. And then like, we hung out a few times, Yeah. but there was one guy who I, we did label it boyfriend, girlfriend, but I think I, <laughs> I think that was a bit of a, a relationship that I went into because I was angry at another guy. Mm, okay. Because that guy was not giving me a straight answer. So yeah. then I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to go up to this other guy. And then I wasn't really, like, my heart wasn't in it. And I yeah. think he was more in it than I was. Um, and then eventually I was just like, you know what? This is not, this is not right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, that probably lasted maybe, like, two months. Yeah. Maybe. It wasn't long. It wasn't long. No. Because, I like, I remember that and just thinking. Yeah. Even offic- officially dating, and I say that in air quotes, yeah. seemed like it was really short. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, exactly. And it's that tricky thing of you hang out with someone for a long time and then maybe become official. Yeah. And it all depends on the personality, if they count that as dating or not. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've hung out with a guy a few times before. Mm-hmm. And then I, I thought we had only gone out once. And then he said we had gone out three times. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, can you just... Like, Tell me what those wait. were, because <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah. There was another guy who, like, I hung out with. I, I, yeah, like, you're, you're saying this, and it just kind of r- reminded me of this. Like, yeah. w- 
it depends on what how people label it, right? Like, or how people think yeah. of it. Because I was hanging out with this guy, and I was like, I'm pretty sure he's into me. And, like, this could go further. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly, he just was, like, not into wanting to hang out anymore. Right. And I was like, well, maybe he was into me, and then just, like, was a bit of a coward and, like... <laughs> Yeah. Just pretended he wasn't into me because we never actually talked about the, like, we never did the DTR. Right. Yeah. Det- what is that? Determine? Define the Define relationship. Define the relationship. Yeah. Oh, I'm just at the age where I might be too old to know what DTR is. Because <laughs> I think of DDR, Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> Those are very different. Very different, and I would much rather do one over the other. DDR for those that are wondering. Yeah, to be clear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was a little bit not hurt by that, but yeah. I was just kind of like, well, what what is this? And so I'm not one to just kind of hang out with a guy to hang out with yes. a guy, but I think he is like hang out with a girl just to like hang out. Yeah. And so I think that was where things were getting confusing. Yeah. So Thinking about that side, because you and I both, we're not ones to just hang out with single guys. Mm-hmm. My friends that are married guys, again, I wouldn't hang out with them without their wives. Yeah. Um, you know, I might shoot them a text message about sports or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm very aware that... And it's it's nice when they are married, because then you don't feel that pressure. It's, yeah, it's easier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Annie F. Downs talked about this, and she goes, it's so great, because there's no possibility. Yeah. At all. Yeah, yeah. But... Do you feel like you missed out? Because you, like, neither of us have dated very much at all. Yeah. And I think some girls that when they get into their, well, mid-20s even. Yeah. If they haven't dated, they feel like they're missing out on something. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because I was just, I don't know. There's little things on, like, like TikTok reels or, like, Instagram reels, you know, like, where, I don't know. It's just different little things where I'm like this would have been so cute when I was younger mm-hmm. but doing that as an older person would just be <laughs> yeah. a little bit weird yeah yeah <laughs> so I'm like I feel like I did miss out on some things yeah but I don't know I don't know if I can if I can dwell on that and I don't know if it's like something that I really miss. Yeah, that I'm like, yeah. oh, I really wish that that happened, right. or like, but I don't think I'm like that with any of that. And I, and I got flagged on this on the last episode. Somebody was like, you can't live in the what ifs. Yeah, you know, and so it's so it's healthy and realistic to say you can't dwell on it. Yeah, you know, I wish I had dated a little bit, mm-hmm. just because I even at 35 tend to be a little awkward around guys, just a little. I have a tendency to either be, like, really loud, really sarcastic, or extremely quiet. Right, And right. completely ignore them and get super socially uncomfortable. Right. So that kind of aspect of 20s dating probably would have been good for me. Mm. Just a guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I missed out on anything either. Yeah. Partly because I quite enjoy my single life. I quite enjoy, you know, at some point I'll probably live by myself. You live by yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you find living by yourself 
I'm just thinking of this question on the spot. Because mm-hmm. I have I have a roommate who has a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and I see them, and I always am. It's my single mentality of just, ugh. <laughs> Why would you want to hang out with one person that often? And I've had it with a lot of, all my roommates have gotten married. Yeah. They've all moved out. It's a special blessing of mine, <laughs> and it is a real gift. <laughs> to them. <laughs> to them. You live with me, you get married. That's how it works. <laughs> but I don't understand that side of it. And right. so I sometimes I think that's a good thing because I don't feel sad about being single too often. Because I see that and I think, mm, I don't know if I want that. Right. I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, because if you knew it and you liked it, then you would miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you find living on your own, you live close to your sister and their family, mm-hmm. but do you find living on your own, it's easier to get into those mind spaces? And when I say mind spaces, I think both you and I have talked about it in our past of just like, you get into pretty dark lows, mm-hmm. being single, mm-hmm. thinking if only I had a, a significant other. Right. I maybe don't get into them as much just because my roommate's around. Right. So that distracts me. Right. Do you find living by yourself? Is worse. Is worse because you've had roommates before. Mm-hmm. So is there one or the other? I don't know. I don't know if it's worse. Um, I think COVID made things mm. a little bit worse. Not worse, but like I thought of it more just because I was like, I could have somebody else here. Yeah, because <laughs> totally. it's so isolating and so lonely. Yeah, being like during those times of COVID. Mm-hmm. But now that we're kind of coming out of it and like. I mean, there's we still have some restrictions and stuff, but it's it's not so bad. Like I, yeah, I don't know if it's worse than having a roommate because there are times where I'm like, even with a roommate, I'm just like, this would be different. Like, it, I, with a roommate, you're not you're not partners, right? Like, yeah. If you had a husband, like if I had a husband, I would be like, okay, we're sharing this. Yes. And we're sharing the the load of like caring for a house or like mm-hmm. buying groceries or like like there's a there's a different expectation from having a husband than having a roommate. That's yeah, that's a good compa- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure there's a different experience that way. Yeah. So with a roommate, there were times where I'm like, oh, if I just had a husband, this would be a lot simpler or like, yeah, it would just be easier maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have to think about this extra thing. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely saves a little brain space Mm -hmm. because I don't mean this to sound selfish, but it somewhat is. You're really only thinking of yourself. Mm -hmm. You're only taking care of one person. Yeah. You know? But I can't help but, and it's exactly like you said, having that partner would be great at times. Or sometimes I sit at home by myself and I just think it'd be nice to have someone to watch TV with. Right. But then I also think a dog would be nice to watch TV with. (laughs) And the dog doesn't talk back. The dog doesn't talk back. I can train it when to go to the bathroom. Yeah. All these different things. There's lots of positives to dogs. (laughs) And I will get one one day. But that leads me to my next idea of are there certain things in your life? Because I feel like I struggle. My imagination is a powerful thing. Mm. 
and we've talked about this before because I'll have a crush on someone and I'll just say to you, I really think I could marry this person. Right. And you've said to me before, you need to grab hold of those thoughts. <laughs> you need to squash them now. Are there triggers, I'm going to call them, in your world that you found are, they lead you to those dark spots? Right. Like for me, you know, I, I just had a massive crush on one guy for more than a decade. And I was deep in a hole. Mm-hmm. And so that led me to a lot of dark spots. I remember many times. Like, I remember at one point at 1030 at night driving over to my brother's house. And just like, I can't believe Like, so <laughs> upset. And just destroyed. Because somebody told me it was never going to happen. Right. They told me that lots. And for some reason, I seem to have forgotten <laughs> it many times. It just sunk in it that time. It just sunk in that one time. And then I forgot and saw him again. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, like, it's those types of things where if, if my imagination gets and I'm like, no, I can marry them. Mm. Then if it doesn't happen, then I get into those dark spots. Right. Or there's even smaller things, you know? Yeah, like, I think if I ever go, like, if I go to a wedding, mm. that's a big one. Yeah. Um, if we have, like, family gatherings, because everyone in my family is married and has kids, and so, like, I'm the odd one out. Right. Like, not experiencing that. So I find that that happens i find that when someone announces that they're pregnant Mm. or um yeah or even like if someone like buys a house yeah like as a couple they're buying a house it's like the next step in their like yeah life or whatever right and it's like i have goals on my own but sometimes and then i have to like remember those goals Mm. and i'm like i could do that on my own like it's fine but then I'm just, it, when those things happen, then I'm like, oh, but it would be so much better with someone else <laughs> yeah. to yeah. help me. <laughs> like Double income. Yeah. Make a difference. <laughs> right? I think also I'm such a physical touch person too yes. that sometimes I just like want like a hug from a guy. It's, it's different from a guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know how to explain that, but it's it's just true. It's just yeah. true. Well, especially if it's your love language. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. me, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> but you would probably lean into it a little bit. Right. I mean, it depends on the guy, too. Like, I can't just have a yeah, random yeah, yeah. guy just come up to you me. you imagine you like, walk up to I'd someone? I'd be like, no, this is not okay. Like, I need to trust that person, yeah. and I need to have some sort of relationship with them. But then... But then it also gets really bad if I have a crush on that mm-hmm. person. And then they, they like, touch my arm or something. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to get married <laughs> right now. <laughs> Where does that thought come from? Like, yeah. I'm the exact same way. And it's so, it, to me, there's two sides of that. One, I love crushes and I love, yeah, the, like, kind of making eyes across their, it's so fun. It's fine. But on the other hand, I can't help but think, what is wrong with my brain <laughs> when it's just those small things? And I'm exactly, oh my goodness, he's in love with me. Yeah. I'm in love with him. Yeah. Let's have babies. <laughs> I was reading this book. I can't remember what book it was. Or like, I literally don't remember anything else from the book. Yeah. But it was, it was about like relationships and like, um, and just kind of like, from the woman's perspective. Yes. And so I remember the one thing she said was, 
we all have that time. We go to church. There's this cute worship leader on stage. And by the time worship is done, you're already in your mind married off with him with three children. <laughs> so true. Oh, be still my beating heart. Full-time workers. <laughs> yeah, it's because like there's something about I don't know. We all find different things attractive, yeah. right? And so it's like if we see someone who is like this godly guy, he's like doing a ministry if we want to go there, that and it's like he's I don't know, like good at what he does and it's just like full on <laughs> serving God. It's yeah. like yeah, that's attractive. <laughs> like <laughs> But it's so hard to just like harness in those thoughts. Yeah. And like, and then to focus on God when he's like standing like right in front of you or whatever, right? Yeah. That's so hard. Yeah. So yeah, that like anything like that is a trigger for me too. Like, yeah, if it's, (laughs) if I see a guy doing something that is with kids or like in, yeah, in ministry or like just is like super kind to people, like I don't know. It's just like I lose all like <laughs> illogical thinking and I'm just, I know. They I, could be the ugliest person the alive. Physically they could be so ugly, but then you do that and you're like you're a very attractive human being. Yeah. Which maybe is a good thing actually. I mean, yeah. You know. Yeah. We, we all want character serve. over yeah. over looks or whatever. Yeah. But even if you find them a little bit physically attractive, you're just like, <laughs> "Okay, like what am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> So I guess there's a lot of different triggers yeah. for me, actually. Yeah. Just because even, like, the older you get, the more you see your friends doing things that you want. Mm. Um, so, yeah. To- yeah, like, you know, we're getting to the age now where for sure our friends either are thinking of kids or having kids. Mm-hmm. And you may or may not want kids. I feel like often, even if you don't, when you see, like... Both you and I have a lot of nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. So we like little kids. We like babies. Mm-hmm. So yes, every time my coworker's having, his wife's having a baby and I was just like, frick, I want a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't even want kids. Oh, that's a different topic. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. that I don't want kids. When I see someone like a couple that I know and they're having a baby, like, yeah. I want to be so happy for them, but I'm like, you are just going, like, your your life is just, like, moving from one step to the yeah. other, and you're checking off these boxes that I thought that I would be checking off, but I'm not. Yeah. And it's not like you have to, but the world kind of puts that expectation on someone, or especially yeah. a woman, I guess, yeah. that... And when you, you say the world, the world we live in, especially. The world we live in, As in, in the yeah. Christian society... Yeah, I don't know what the secular world's right. expectations are. For sure, age of marriage is getting older. Right. Kids are getting less. Right. It's all about female empowerment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it but, is a little bit different in the like yeah. Christian world. Um, but yeah, like the the boxes are like you get married, you have children, you like buy a house, or actually maybe you get married, <laughs> you get a dog. Yeah. You get- <laughs> You buy a house, you have kids, 
Like, it's yeah. just kind of, that's your checkbox. And then yeah. you get grandchildren. And then it's like, oh, what a perfect life I've lived. In, I've lived. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's not the case. No, and I wonder, like, how do we change our checklists? Because yeah. there is nothing written, be it in the Bible or in any church code, mm-hmm. that those are the checkboxes. But we've we've all had them in our minds. That list has always been in my mind. Yeah. And I remember when I, I think I was probably 25, when suddenly I thought, oh my goodness, I may not get married. Yeah. And... And it's that tricky thing of, and I've, I've done an episode on this where I always say, if I get married, because mm-hmm. I always want to cover my bases. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. I partly do it selfishly because I want to have that checkbox, but understand it may not get filled in. And right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. It's probably a partly like, um, I, this is a cliche term, but like guarding your heart. Yeah. Or off, like from that yeah if you say if you're you're not putting that expectation on you fully but you're also like you're not setting yourself up for dis- disappointment yeah and, and we we often listen to a podcast by a girl named annie f downs who's also single mm-hmm. she's 40 right mm-hmm. and we recently listened to one about single because annie doesn't talk about her her life being a single woman very often which is no. great because i think that's a sign she doesn't dwell on it which is awesome yeah I also think it's a little bit painful for her. Okay. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So it doesn't come up super often, but she knows that a lot of people are in our position and yeah. that, that it's important to talk about it. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want people to open that conversation and there's so many different ways to open that conversation. If you're in a group of very vulnerable single women, just accept that probably 50% of you are going to cry. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's just a given. Yeah, it's true. If you're in a group of women that hate men because you've been heartbroken, yeah, vent it out. Mm-hmm. But then it's also, and I, I say this quite often, how do we move on from that? Yeah. But how can't. do we open up this conversation where we change our checkbox? Yeah. It doesn't matter if your marriage, your house, your dog, your kid box gets checked off. Yeah. The main box, the big one, should be are you living a life according to God? Right, right. Which I think people always strive for which is fantastic yeah and i'm speaking from personal experience where often that takes second place mm-hmm. or i've caught myself a lot recently when i pray you know i thank god for stuff and i thank god for this and i thank god for my job and the fact mm-hmm. that i have a roof over my head but then it's often swiftly followed from god i would really like a man mm. you know could you provide him sooner than later <laughs> yeah. so this idea of yeah. annie f down says i say when i get married Mm-hmm. And so part of me yeah. thinks, should I start saying that? But then I jump back to, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> right, right. At 35, I don't think, I don't know. I'm a very selfish human being. I like my life the way it is. Right. So I don't know. And and you talking about, you know, seeing our friends go through these checkpoints. Yeah. If If we were to have our friends sit here... And I, I would say our group of friends is pretty good because mm-hmm. there's... They are. The, the amount of single people in our group are, is pretty slow. Yeah. How would you talk to people, the married people, or the people that have single friends, what bugs you, what they do or say? How can they improve? Like... Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, like you said, like our our friends are pretty good about that. So like, it's not like these topics come up and yeah. and they're not like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you not married? <laughs> um. So I do appreciate that. Um. But yeah, I think there there are people who have been like, yeah, like I think you talk about this on your previous episodes, oh, yeah. but just like you're so great. Yes. Like, how come? Like, I don't know why you're single. <laughs> Like, and part of me is like, I don't know why either, but part of me is like, you know, there, there probably is a lot of things I could work on. Yeah. Um, and like there, there were opportunities for me. I'm definitely straying away from your question. That's okay. Stray (laughs) away. Rabbit trails are my favorite thing. So there's definitely things about me where I'm like, if. If I took a hold of one of the opportunities I had with, like, one of those guys, Mm -hmm. I don't think that would work out well. Like, I think I would have been miserable Mm. with any one of those guys. There was, like, there's, like, a handful of them. But if I, like, pursued anything further with them, I wouldn't be happy. Because would you say you're you're 32, Mm -hmm. okay? Would you say you're getting to know yourself more? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's been something you've really strived for mm-hmm. is spending time with God and finding out who you are in that place. Yeah. I think recently, like what you were saying, like when you turned 25, you had this realization that you might not get married. Like I was definitely living a life that was not preparing myself for not getting married. Mm. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah, one day I'm going to get married so I don't actually have to focus on a career. Or, like, I don't have to, like, be so, um, (laughs) I don't have to, like, save for retirement. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, think about that because I'm just going to marry someone and they're going to take care of me. Yes, yeah. Like, how naive is that, right? It's a common (laughs) thing. It's so common. But there was a point where I reached an age where, yeah, I was just like, I, I can't rely on that because that might not happen I need to start thinking about that and so from that kind of came this whole like okay well if I'm not gonna have a husband what like (laughs) I'm just gonna be so lonely and miserable so how can I like not be miserable and lonely and that was like figuring out how to make God the center Mm. and to fulfill the voids that I was feeling yeah yeah and like in trying to figure myself out too and like work on what God wanted me to work on right and that's been kind of an ongoing thing but I think specifically even within this last year of COVID has been huge Mm -hmm. and I think that where I am right now is definitely a way better place than I was like even just two or three years ago. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I forget your question. (laughs) (laughs) I forget your, like, original question. It was mostly married friends. Right, married friends. What can they say to you that's good? Right. Or what have they said to you? 100%, you're so nice. How are you still single? Is so, so annoying. Right. But, you know, there's lots of other things they say or do that aggravate single people and maybe I just want to get them out there so then if if anyone's listening and they're married they'll be like oh my goodness I say those things all the time right right well yeah I think you covered them in your like in your previous episodes yeah yeah um 
But I think, like, yeah, when people even just ask me, you know, like, well, is that something you want? It's like, mm. obviously it's something I want. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. W- like, have you talked to a girl that doesn't want to get married? <laughs> like, like, there's a reason why girls are pulled into, like, like rom-coms yes. are so popular. Yeah. Or, like, hallmarks are so popular, <laughs> right? Like, there's something about them that it's, like, it's centered around this relationship. Like, we all want that. We're created for it, yeah. Yeah. And so, when married people, like, I don't know, when they're, when they just kind of ask about that, then I'm just, like, that's obviously something I want. But, yeah. like... How do you how do you feel when a married person says to you, "Oh, I wish I was still single." <laughs> I get that a lot. Yeah, uh, I just am like, I almost get angry at them. Yeah, because I'm like, how like how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Like, do you know how many people are single who want to be married, but like you have that? Yeah. So like, why would you? And you wanted that at one point. Yeah. Like, you wanted that, and you got it. So, like, stop complaining kind of yeah. thing. And that sounds so harsh. But um, I know there's different, like... There's pros there's and cons. There's pros and cons to both. Yeah. But I think going back to just the way that our, like, society or, mm-hmm. like, our yeah. world has put it and emphasized that, like, marriage is the ultimate goal, especially for a woman. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's still that archaic idea of a woman's role is to take care of someone. Be it children, be it man. Yeah. And and I do think maternal instinct is stronger. It's just a natural thing for the most part. Yeah. I just yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But it is also hilarious just to hear you say, you know, like how dare you? <laughs> I had I was at a, the dentist the other day and the secretary and I know each other. And so I asked, how's married life going? She's been married for probably two or three years now. Okay. She said, oh, I sometimes just wish I was single. And I just kind of chuckled. Because mm. I also think, and again, this is from an outsider, non-married view. Mm-hmm. When you say single life is better, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. You know, like we were saying, you've got a partner. Mm-hmm. It, I don't doubt that marriage is hard. And I don't doubt yeah. it sucks yeah, sometimes. Totally. But... I hope by saying that they don't actually cheapen the marriage. Yeah. And, and and I don't mean that to an extreme of, you know, how dare they say that they must want to get a divorce. That's not what <laughs> right, I mean. Right. But I just, you know, I do think, and, and maybe it's, it goes both ways. By me saying I wish I was single, maybe I'm slightly cheapening my, I, it, <laughs> that's my inner thoughts coming out. I wish I was single. I am single. <laughs> <laughs> but me saying I wish I was married is cheapening what I have. Right. The grass is always greener on the other side. Oh, totally. totally. And so uh, whenever I'm married for silly, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I roll. Oh, you poor thing. Right, right. It feels so bad for you. I know. I know. I don't know. But I, I would say married people, and again, I've talked about this in another episode, just talk to us about literally anything else. Yeah. And not yeah. always. Like, do you find... Married people talking to you about it that that you know care about you and come from a good place, comforting when they talk to you about it, or you just don't want to talk about it with married people at all, being single. Um, I think it depends. Like, I think if they are open minded to know 
where I'm at, mm. that's, I think, I think if I'm able to kind of more educate them on like what we're thinking yeah, or like what I, um, like what I like and not like them yeah. to say or like, um, what's annoying or what's hard or like what's, um, I don't know if I'm more like educating them. I can't think of a different word for that. Yeah. Um, then that's maybe a better conversation than if they're like pushing for reasons why I'm single. Right. Or pushing for, yeah, if, if, yeah. Like if the, they're oozing pity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The pity thing is big. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Because that's what makes it so, like, it's, it's like singleness is like a, like it's taboo. Yeah. But it's, it shouldn't be, and it's not biblical, and to be taboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, singleness is biblical. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I wasn't saying that right. <laughs> no, no, no. Singleness <laughs> is yeah. biblical. We need to make that more of a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. I don't know if that answered your question or not. I mean, but... it doesn't, it does, because it is very much, as single people, we want to inform those not single. Mm-hmm maybe how to approach it differently where we're not reminded. And I, I don't want to say these words, but I'm going to. We're not less than. Yeah. Because I don't believe it. I say those words and there's no belief behind that statement because I don't believe you are less than if you were single. Right, but you get the feeling that yes. you are. Yeah. Yeah. Because they look at you with big puppy dog eyes and say, yeah. oh... Do you want to get married? <laughs> Hoping we're going to say no. Yeah. So then they don't have to pity us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Joke's on you. The answer's always going to be yes. <laughs> so be prepared. <laughs> I just want married people to know that we... <laughs> I'm like grouping us all in. <laughs> but like we're not like helpless or like we're not... I guess pity is the word. Like, going off of that, right? Yeah. Like, like we don't want that pity. We want to be encouraged and right. strengthened. Yeah, that's like, a good word to use, yeah. Yeah, like, we, we won't, like, don't dwell on that, but maybe be more just, like, I don't know, ask us questions about our careers. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I don't when know. When you're a student in university, people ask you about your student status. Yeah. They don't ask you if you're a single student. Yeah, it's true. So there's more to life than our relationship status, which again, I've said before. Yeah. But. It's true. But that seems to be the the defining thing yes. for a lot of people. Yeah. Is I'm in a relationship or. I'm which not. is exciting. A hundred percent. If I ever am in a relationship, my married friends better darn well ask me about it. Right. Right. You know. And, <laughs> and I honestly don't mind talking about being single. Hence why I do a podcast for crying out loud. Yeah. Because it's, again, like you said, I don't want it to be this taboo subject where we don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as single women in the Christian circle. Yeah. A lot of us struggle with it. Yeah. A lot of us are having these moments where potentially your life seems to be crumbling because you are single. (laughs) But you don't feel like you can talk about it with anyone. Right, right. When really, a motto is it's better out than in. (laughs) Right. Word vomit is not the worst thing. Yeah. If it makes you feel better. Yeah. Because otherwise you can just crumble under it and you're yeah, done. It's true. And then it's hard to dig yourself out of that 
Because, again, it's not like the next day you're going to find someone. Yeah. Maybe you will. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe God will smile upon you. Maybe. And allow you to just bump into a gorgeous man I mean, in the grocery store. I mean, you don't... You never know. You never you know. You never know. You never know. I also find it difficult when... Uh, sorry, I'm just, like, saying things that are popping into That's my okay. head. That's okay. Go for it. Um, so I have a boss who... Well, I have a boss and then I was like a supervisor. So like kind of these two guys who are above me. Both of them are married and now have kids. But the one has like three kids that have been married for a while. The The other one had just been married and then just recently had okay. a kid. And I felt like the one who's been married longer just suddenly was able to bond so much more with the guy who just had a kid because he had a kid yeah and like that's great but then you get to me and I'm like meeting with both of them yeah or like one like me one-on-one with each and I just feel like more so with the guy who like has the three kids yeah 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 (laughs) I just feel like he doesn't know what to say to me yeah like when he asks me about like my summer or like my weekend or something he just like doesn't really know what to like talk about which then ends up being more like geared onto sports because that ends up being my in with guys and like that's it but I'm just like man I wish that there was a way because I think he's pretty traditional in the way that he thinks for roles okay and for um just his view on marriage yeah but it's just like I don't know. It just is like an awkward thing talking to him. And then and then it's like he lights up when he's talking to the other guy yeah. about his kids and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes he like he knows that I'm close with my nieces and nephews. So he'll sometimes talk about that, but like that's literally it. Yeah. And I'm like my life is more than just my relationship with my nieces and nephews or like the fact that I don't have that of yeah. my own, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I think it's just frustrating because I'm like, I think sometimes it like affects even my work mm. environment. Right. Where, yeah. And I don't know if it's like I'm looked down on or like maybe I just am not respected in a way that if I was married and had a family, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know. It's an interesting idea because for sure that happens. Even the opposite direction. I remember going out for dinner one time with one of my married friends mm-hmm. who has kids. I hadn't seen her for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my dad saying, I'm not totally sure what to talk to her about. Right. Because we're in such different seasons. Yeah. And my dad said, if she's in the season where her kids are her life, talk to her about her kids. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. And, but then I also think it goes with the idea of in our world and in our day-to-day life, how many times do you ask someone, oh, hey, how's it going? And not actually want a response. Right. It's this idea of deep conversations are hard to come by now. Yeah. Partly because we're busy people. Yeah. Um, we're texters myself. I'm very guilty of this. Uh, (laughs) um, But it's also this idea of just, yeah. I remember going out for dinner with one person. I just said, how's life? Mm-hmm. And they t- talked about their kids. Yeah. So I guess maybe that's the way to approach it. 
married people to sing how's life yeah and see where they go yeah if they're gonna bring up them being single that's because they want to talk about it yeah, yeah that's yeah, because yeah. that's what's weighing on their heart at that moment yeah but also you look at the bible i mean how many people were single so many and god used them in like disciples jesus himself and oh. so how did this happen <laughs> where marriage is seen as you can't have a full-on real honest open conversation with someone that's single because you're in such different seasons yeah they ministered to how many different lifestyles and they were still single. like yeah i don't understand how that happened and how we can overcome it because it's just something that's always been there yeah yeah, yeah. but i guess maybe that's partly my own challenge is to just approach it as we're still followers of christ or like that should be our conversation go to yeah or let's be open and honest where are we both struggling because both of us will have struggles yeah yeah, yeah. right they just look different yeah, yeah they just look different yeah maybe your kid's a total brat <laughs> <It's a possibility>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that that kind of leads me to my my last little question how do you see singles in the church how do you see it negatively, positively? What can singles do? What can the church do? I think that there are certain churches I've been a part of where it's very obvious that marriage is pushed. Mm. Um, but I've recently been like involved with other churches that there are a lot of single people my age. Hmm. Like, there's a lot of people who I didn't know were out there who were just like me. And so being a part of these churches has opened my eyes to see that <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not alone. Mm. And I think that that was big in just, like, me seeing singleness in church was that like there's some churches where I just like there was literally like us yeah and then like and then the next single people were like eight years younger than us or something yeah but then it's like well I'm not gonna be hanging around with like people in their early 20s no thank you because that's just like they're in college like we're like in totally different areas of life so I think like but then there's also churches that like see singleness differently and they like welcome that Mm -hmm. and they support that and the messaging is different it's not an expectation and so I think it like does depend on what church you go to because before I was there I didn't really think that that existed Mm. Was any of this messaging, be it the one you're in now or be it the old one you went to, mm-hmm. was any of it an actual clear message or was it all just in, like under the rug type hinting? Yeah. I do remember <laughs> the lead pastor just being like, marriage is great. <laughs> and like being very open about his thoughts on marriage right. which didn't leave much room for singleness yeah like sure marriage is great 
we all want that, obviously, but like there was no room for people who like it wasn't happening for. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't think that well, no, I did. In like one of like in another church there was a like um a sermon I heard specifically on singleness and the pastor said like he like apologized on mm. behalf of the church on how like singleness was viewed because he was like I don't just like we were saying we don't know where this came from yeah because there were so many people in the Bible who were who were single yeah and God used them in insane ways yeah and so um like marriage has has been elevated um and singleness hasn't really been supported mm. and so he like was up there talking about this and like apologized to like yeah. people who were single but this is the way that it ended up being and i think like they are taking a huge jump in trying to normalize singleness yeah and so but then another church it's just very like there's a huge group there that like they even have a pastor that is single who oversees the single young adults right and so like it's not flat out like said there but it's very much supported just because of like they have a pastor for it and so that's yeah that's cool yeah do you think if a single person is in a church like the old one Mm -hmm. where they're being i don't want to say bombarded but they're hearing or feeling it Mm -hmm. a lot that they are maybe less than or less useful or however you want to approach it Mm -hmm. because they are single do you think that is a reason to leave the church the church that they're in switch churches or i mean in some situations drop out of church that was a big reason why i left i was gonna ask you if that was it because i actually didn't i actually didn't know that. okay yeah yeah because uh, like we are made for community yeah and i mean there's there is value in like having like community with all different ages in all di- with all different people from different seasons of life mm-hmm um, but pff, there really wasn't an, like a group, mm-hmm. like it wasn't everything, like the whole reason why I left. But I think that, I think that a lot of people would leave. Yeah. And it, that's something I think the church needs to think through. Partly there is an exodus happening in the church right now with young people mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. whether they're married or single. So that's a that's a bigger issue, I would say, yeah. than single and married. Um, because in the last church that both you and I went to, that was a huge issue. We didn't want to hang out with people that were 8 to 10 years younger than us just because we were in the same relationship season. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with 18-year-olds because I'm 30. Yeah. And there was like, it was getting to the point where because we both led youth group Mm -hmm. that kids were graduating out of high school and then they were suddenly like our peers but we were their leaders yeah and that was weird yeah so I think when that started happening I was just like uh (laughs) yeah and and which is weird because in that church back in the day there was a massive group right which I think sometimes they try and bring back Mm -hmm. they called it college and careers but it was huge. Yeah. And there were tons of people, tons of guys, tons of girls. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 
what it turned into was 20 to 25 year olds Mm -hmm. and then us old fogies who were career driven while they were all in university yeah we were single they weren't single by like they hung out with the opposite gender all the time yeah and and it sounds so sad because part of me thinks our time had passed yeah we couldn't we couldn't join that group anymore yeah and so maybe that church needs to decide okay what are we going to do if we're going to cut it off at 30? Cause there was no cutoff for college and careers. Mm-hmm. If we're going to cut it off at 30, what are we doing with those 30 plus? Yeah. The and single 30 the plus. The single 30 plus. Yeah. Cause there weren't enough of us to start a singles group. No. But I also don't know if I like singles groups. I do because I would like to go and meet someone, but right. cause I'm part of a really large church that I don't know a ton of people. Right. I don't think there are a ton of singles in this church that I'm mm-hmm. part of. That's that's the feeling I get. Right. But it's it's trying to unite this front where your church has held singles events because they have that ministry. Mm-hmm. But even going to those, I feel old. Mm. And so what do you do? Yeah. I've tried online dating. I've tried getting my friends to send me up who all say they don't know anyone. So I don't know, and that's why I think partly my thought process moving into my 30s being single is accept what life is, which is great, mm-hmm. because if I keep thinking, what can I do, it's that can I do, not what God can do. Right, right. Because yeah. otherwise, I'm just going to be spinning my wheels trying to figure out how I can meet a man. Yeah, and then it just gets more frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's an interesting idea. I think I feel for single women because sadly a lot of us are somewhat still old fashioned. <laughs> we want the guy to make the first move. <laughs> and online dating, even though it's very much out there, it's still scary. Yeah. Like you haven't tried it. No. Do you think you because would? Because I'm scared of yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe one day you could convince me in, in a low <laughs> in a low spot. Well, any final thoughts on being single in your 30s as a Christian woman? Well, we didn't really say anything about like what to do if yeah. you're feeling down. Yeah, share some tactics. Okay. So I think like the big one um, that I have to remember mostly is just that if ever I go into a situation where say I'm hanging out with my family or like if any of those triggers we were talking about earlier, um, if I'm like in that situation and I have a hard time being happy for those people or I have a hard time not slipping into like a big deep depression state yeah (laughs) being around those people um I have to remember that um my path is going to be different than everyone else's like God doesn't have the same plan for any two people yeah right like everyone's going to be different and right now my path or like the plan that God has for me is it looks different and that's fine and that doesn't mean that um 
that I'm less than or it doesn't mean that I'm failing at anything. It just means that God just has something different for me. And when that happens or like when that becomes complete, that it's going to be perfect for me. Mm. Yeah. I like that. It's going to be perfect for me. Mm -hmm. Because life's not perfect. No. And even when you got everything you want, it's not going to be perfect. But that path is going to be perfect because God's already got it mapped out. Yeah. We just have to be open about it, Mm -hmm. right? And just make sure that we are doing our part, just focusing on Him and like like just running after him constantly and like he will bless that yeah. but but he will bless that in the way that he wants to bless which isn't it. always what we want it's not always what we want which sucks <laughs> i know but he knows better he does know better and and for sure from personal experience you know the path i am on is very different than i expected to be on mm-hmm. but i am grateful for the path i have been on because life has been it's had its lows, yeah. but there's lots of things to be grateful for. Yeah. And so recognizing that my path is different than yours. Yeah. My path is different than my friend expecting a baby. Yeah. My path is different than my friend that's divorced. All of them are different, Yeah. but they are uniquely created for us. Yeah. We all like tailor-made things. Yeah. So that is what we need to focus on. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything about us that we're doing something wrong. 100%. Like... It's not, it's not, it's not that. Yeah, it's not that we've made a wrong move. No. And that's why we're on this single train. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We just caught the wrong train, I guess. No, we didn't. No, we're all on our own train. We all are on our own train. Absolutely. So I think as a closing, be encouraged that, you know, we all have our low points and you will always have low points, be you single, be you married. Mm-hmm. But it's about turning our focus to God. If you don't know all the singles in the Bible, look things up. Because there's so many single stories in the Bible where they have done amazing things. Maybe not because they were single, but it just so happened. So that would encourage you as well. Just read the Gospels. Yes, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then just like you said, if something great happens, be genuinely happy because that's the path they're on. Yeah. It's not yours. Yeah. And pray. Just constantly pray. Always praying. Yeah. Yeah. And praying doesn't have to be on your knees, closed eyes. No. Although don't close your eyes when you're driving and praying. It's just (laughs) a dangerous thing. Uh